if anybody would like to start uh, this podcast uh, at a point where the movies and most adaptations actually start, this would be a good episode to sort of jump in on because we've got past all of the Bishop Muriel stuff. Yeah, we're basically at the start of all of the the films and stuff like that. So, yeah, if you can't be bothered to go back through our last year of content, then... <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Which is a reference to something you'll miss. <laughs> you'll never get this reference. Like, please send moments, and I was like, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I only did that. I had quite a lot on. I was, yeah, no, don't worry about it. I was waiting. I only did it that day because I didn't have anything else to do, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I can. Yeah. And then my computer like started dying as I was making it. And I was like, I'm glad that they didn't send me anything, so I can just yeah. use the ones that I know. <laughs> because like, if I had to look through more of them, I wouldn't like. I Spiritual would prison death. Yeah, yeah. Your hair is at a certain stage right now. I know. I'm really close to shaving it off. <laughs> I'm always at that pose. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shave each other. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll be there too. Let's just make a big pile of hair on the ground. Wait, like, <laughs> well, yeah, let's do that because I'm, yeah, close. Fuck okay. <laughs> it. Great. Um, I, I would also suggest to, like, still have talk babble because I think Mother is chopping something so I can, I can hear it's like, thud, thud. Okay. Thud. Oh, we'll go yeah. through um, my rant first and then yeah. it doesn't have Round to away. be good audio yeah, good and sound. Then. Okay, run away. Yeah, sorry, Cameron. Uh, yeah, okay, so, I, if you follow me on Twitter. Um, I can't wait to hear what this rant's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm applying to a PhD course right now, which is going to be about Les Mis and race and transgender identity in Les Mis and in French, 19th century French literature. And so, to do this PhD, I have to get funding for it because I'm poor as fuck. And I've been applying to the funding body, so I basically have to send my proposal to like six different people for them to approve it. I got approved by the uni, and then I got through to like a panel, and then I got through to another panel. And they accepted me, which was really great. But then like one line after they accepted me, they were like, so here are some like things that we think that you could do to improve your idea. We think it's really strong and really cool and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And the first one was, despite your fascinating idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasy, idiosyncraticness, idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, I think. Yeah, whatever, you get yeah. what I mean. We know what word you mean. Yeah. Mm. Despite your fascinating idiosyncrasies, we think that your application would be stronger if you made your tone more refined and something something rigorous framing oh yeah yeah (laughs) and you put it in a more rigorous framework or something like that which was literally just we think that you speak real good except you speak not white so like (laughs) change how you speak which was uh it was so frustrating and and then i started like doubting myself the moment i thought this because like oh maybe it's just because like they couldn't understand what i was saying but then the rest of the feedback was like oh you your argument's really strong and what you're talking about is really interesting and you like have mentioned all these really cool things it's just you don't speak white white <laughs> you don't speak academic which is like the number one thing that i'm mm. trying to talk about in this like 
thesis is like how academia how academia academia is white is and is cisgender her, and yeah. yeah isn't accessible to like people and which is the entire purpose of this podcast and everything i got so frustrated um and then like i sent an email to my potential supervisor and i was like because uh, like I understand as a as a writer of theatre you have to think about your audience and what your audience is going to like um, need from your script and I was like if this feedback is literally just because they don't think that the funding bodies will accept my fascinating <laughs> idiosyncrasies which is just the most like wow you're in a zoo and you're fascinating. That's all I could think about. Then, okay, fine, I'll adapt my language to be more business-like, to appease the money people. <laughs> but if this is going to be my next three years, writing this dissertation about how education isn't accessible, but having to write it in a way that isn't accessible to people, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, and then my, my supervisor was like, yeah, yeah. This is just for the money people, and it really sucks. But for now, if you need, well, not she didn't say it like that. Like if you need the money, then like, but was like for this proposal, it's probably better that you do adapt your language to appease the money people, and then later on when you're writing the thesis, then we we can work together on how to Balancing like sort yeah, of tone and, mm. and and also dedicating a whole section to like what language you're using and and, and this kind of part of your intro surely like yeah about, exactly about why you're choosing TLDR I got to this place <laughs> yeah exactly you've let me in now so fuck off yeah. I, I can speak however the fuck I want you played the game yeah exactly yeah but yeah and so that like made you're me calm down a bit but I can see it now yeah exactly yeah listen I up motherfuckers yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really frustrating that, like, I had got this far, and, and my supervisor and, like, all the people who have, like, talked to me about this as well were like, oh, it's a really strong application. And also the fact that I've already gone through, like, five stages, going through, like, five different people who have mm-hmm. all, like, edited the document and have all read the document and all passed me through to the next stage. It's not like this is the first time I've sent this off mm-hmm. for them to be like, oh, your language is a bit mm, not good enough. And it's like, well, then how did I get this far? <laughs> like, um... But yeah, so that was that was my week this week, mm. and it just really pissed me off. And it's relevant to this podcast and, and about what the, the kind of stuff that we talk about in even simple thing, simple things like getting into a PhD program. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, those. Simple things. <laughs> yeah. But even th- like I'm not mm. even I haven't even started yet, and it's already my um, path has already yeah. got hurdles and stuff mm-hmm. yeah but I could, like that there's the you know you're saying you know my language is is not white but there's like just a whole bunch of fucking levels to that like and yeah. yes my language is not white like but also my language is queer also my language it's about class yeah it's like exactly. there, it's, yeah, there's yeah. so many fucking layers to that like, and what the, makes refined language like, yeah exactly I, yeah. I, it's not like I was writing yo fam what's up yeah. <laughs> I was writing in like four sentences and my grammar was correct because a lot of it was adjusted and like <laughs> I said I, I like <laughs> There's the, uh, there's no way to say there's in a way that's not patronising I guess but you know you're like yeah yeah I was writing a full sentence I was like it's your PhD <laughs> <laughs> congratulations yeah exactly yeah exactly like yeah, yeah, you've reached yeah, yeah. you've reached being able to even apply for a PhD so yeah, clearly exactly. they know that you can write yeah. like a person and do a yeah. degree and a masters yeah like, so like obviously like obviously at this point refined here means 
not white. Like there's mm. not 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 white cisgender um, straight. But uh, yeah, yeah, fancy. Ha! <laughs> 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 I, I wonder as well, like that. <sighs> the subject matter that you're doing is risky for them mm. so it's like oh we'll let you in but you have to talk like us yeah like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, we'll yeah. listen to you but you need to bring it to us it like, has to be palatable to us yeah, otherwise exactly. we won't understand yeah. it you have like, to explain the ah uh, and so the whole thing is it has to your proposal has to be able to be read by someone who's not an expert in your field mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be easier if it was not in academic language? Yeah, right? Wow. Like, if you don't yeah. have to struggle through a sentence that's like, um, and of course, the heteronormative blah, 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 blah yeah. instead of just being like, I want to talk about queer theory and how it's really fucking mm. with people. Like, mm. that's way more understandable <laughs> than, like, a run-on sentence that's got seven semicolons yeah. in that's, yeah. like questionably used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now my proposal, I, I have to edit it to mm. submit it. And it's like, the paragraphs are just like... Meaty boys. No, not even. They're like really simple sentences yeah. that are like, <laughs> I would like to... No, I am going to argue that Victor Hugo used mixed race identity in his novel, Les Miserables. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're simple enough for you. <laughs> it's, perfect grammar in this sentence because there's nothing to say yeah. <laughs> and they're like oh and also we think that maybe you haven't put enough nuance into it and it's like yeah you've given me 1500 words to talk about this and now you want me to explain heteronormativity to you yeah. before i can talk about my topic <laughs> <laughs> no one from my community would need this explained <laughs> like it's just you <laughs> like, mm. so that's my rant yeah that was pretty on 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 topic on brand. <laughs> good job, good job, good good intro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is Brand Barricade, it's a lameless podcast. I'm Nima Martin. I use they them pronouns. I'm your moderator and your angry PhD applier. <laughs> this is Grace, your primary researcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, I'm gonna say primary researcher. Like, they're not gonna know what's hit them. <laughs> I also use they them pronouns and I won another whole bunch of awards. Yeah! <laughs> best in show. I didn't win best in show. That's just why you were in the top for yeah, best in show. I was in the top three for best in show. That's just how I describe yeah. things that like are good and this time I it's like with like my tutor who has been in the trade for 40 years yeah. and <laughs> and the person who actually won best in show. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, older people. <laughs> you older nothing people. to bring to the table. <laughs> and it was the like it was the like, oh, you know, this is the Western bridal class, you know, um open you know, open this, that and the other, like like, ah, oh, and the winner of this class, who is still a trainee, <laughs> like, uh, you know, doing the like doing this and it's just like, hmm. Yes. I wish we'd been there I did win that open. Yeah. You still have some like creativity in you. Yeah. Yeah, I still have some heart. <laughs> yeah. This is Stevie, your secondary researcher, she her pronouns. I've not achieved anything in a long time. You went on holiday. holiday. <laughs> <laughs> That's an achievement. <laughs> to survive yeah. adult life. I went to Sweden. I got to walk on a frozen lake again, which is That's cool. I love. Um, 
And I watched my girlfriend stick her legs in a frozen lake for three minutes for 50 pounds. <laughs> the funniest thing was, like, going on Instagram and, like, I saw all four of your yep. stories. But the thing is, like, I saw Alexa's one last. So it was like, okay, Sarah's got her legs in the lake. She's like, oh, I made 50 pounds from this. And it's like, huh? And then the next one was like the same, but a little bit more contact. And then a little bit more. And in the end, on Alexis, it was like the social contract saying, I said it. <laughs> 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 like it was, it was incredible. <laughs> what I loved was I got, like everyone who messaged me about it, including my brother, yeah. were just like, the, it was the fact that it was Sarah. Like, if I'd have done this shit, they would have been surprised if I'd have done it for many. Like, I'd just do that kind of shit. It was that they were like, Sarah? Sarah! It's, who doesn't want to feel cold ever? <laughs> and also, like, experiences shame, unlike you. Yes. <laughs> so that was more something she achieved. But I, I got to be there and be, like, proud, I guess. You got part of this experience. Yeah. yeah. Also, your socks match your jumper, and it's making um, me very happy. That's the achievements you can hope mm. for when you uh, reach working life as an adult. <laughs> yeah, well Who else has reached working age? Well, it's Fontaine. <laughs> she's 22, and she has a child. <laughs> oh, no, she's 22. Yeah, don't know about you. My mom had now only one kid, but almost two. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what my parents were doing at that age. My mom was one year out... It's no, my mom did have two kids. I forgot she had Eric at 21. Ooh. Two fucking kids. Oh, <laughs> no. Mom beat Fontaine. Wow. Beat my mom beat Fontaine. That was a thing. <laughs> beat, that's an achievement. <laughs> beat going to a Catholic secondary school, uh, which are like the most judgmental places ever, especially when you're yeah. not Catholic. Learning about like teen pregnancies in RE for some Ooh. reason and having your teacher being like yeah then, you know and usually this is the kind of thing that runs in families you know <laughs> the, the kind of girls who will have kids really young and I like I was such a quiet shy kid this is one of the times that I stuck my head up and was like my mom had me at 17 and she raised me so fucking good and yeah. like what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You. yeah. I, think, I think my I think my nan had my dad at 18 and then my parents had us old as balls. Well, not old as balls. <laughs> maybe early 30s, which I think is apparently old as balls for having kids, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm 24. I'm practically a spinster, I guess. <laughs> what? I've, I've not had kids already. I mean, you're the one think, in the relationship. Yeah, I think it counts as a spinster <laughs> if you're in a dedicated relationship and have been for a Oh, I thought it was time. just having kids. No, okay. I think it's like living alone and sad. <laughs> So if anyone is, is a spinster here, it's Nimo and I. Yeah, but oh. we don't want to be, so. Yeah, it's fair. Well, I don't yeah. want kids, so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think spinster is like when you don't want to be where you are. You okay. Know? So I think you can actively elect out of being a spinster. Also, if you want to be a spinster, I wouldn't mind being a spinster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, don't, because where does that leave Sarah? <laughs> no, I want us to be spinsters together. I just thought it meant not having kids. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, maybe it does. I don't think so. Well, we can, you can do an episode okay, about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we start <laughs> with the, uh, the title, To Trust is Sometimes to Surrender, which I think is just very sad as a title. But it's, like, beautiful. Yeah. And then... Think about it. You add context to it. Yeah. And then it becomes very sad. Yeah. 
it would be nice. It would be great on a, like a, a photo edit. Yeah, <laughs> but also with like a, like engagement pictures or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was imagining more like a trustful. Yeah, mm, you, you could be getting engaged and doing <laughs> trustful. <like> that. <laughs> that better be your engagement photo. <laughs> Dress falls in the lavender. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the context of, of, of Les Mis, which makes it, makes it sad, basically. So we get a description of a... I was about to use the word tavern, and I was like, wow, I have played too much D&D. D&D. I've played too many D&Ds. And then I... No, it does actually say tavern, so it is a tavern. Yeah, there is a small tavern with a painting outside of a soldier carrying a... Uh, a body on on his back in the uniform of a general and it's been not painted particularly well um, with the inscription the sergeant of Waterloo Mm. so that's where we are at the minute who could we be about to be (laughs) I just don't know and then there's there's a bit that I kind of want to put to you guys because I have some ideas as to what it means but I also don't really know why it's there Mm um there is outside the tavern a really big cart. 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 A cart or wagon. And it's like a big industrial lumber cart. And it's expl- it's, it's explicitly very sort of like industrial looking and ugly and it's got lots of chains hanging off it and there's like lots of these mm. ideas about like maybe it would be used to like imprison large monstrosities and that sort of thing um and it's you know it's covered in mud and it's really like dark looking and it's just there mm-hmm. outside the tavern blocking the road and the Im- the implication is that um oh, i can read out exactly what it says but what was it doing there it served no purpose except to block the street until it moulded into dust us ancient social order is filled with sim- similar encumbrances, surviving for no other reason. It's just there. I, I mean, my like first probably... thought was that when you start Skyrim and then <laughs> you're sat in a cart, you're a prisoner, and mm. you're like sat in this cart, and then uh, I can't remember the first line. It's so famous. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, you finally have woken up or something like that. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, <laughs> it's a truth university acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you said imprisoned, I was trying to mm. remember. They don't. They aren't put. The prisoners aren't put in a cart when they're imprisoned. They have to walk, and that's specifically mentioned later. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier. I was picturing uh, using the cart to for him to put his spoils from mm, the battlefield onto yeah. to drag back, but probably not that. Yeah, there's no explanation. It's, it, yeah, the sort of the implication is that it's like like it was for lumber, like you know, for the legitimate word for deforestation. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, lumber, lumbering, covered in mud, rust, big chains hanging off it. Just a relic. Yeah, it's there, but and I feel like it's probably it's it's there as a very heavy-handed metaphor, I guess <laughs> mostly. Mm. But the whole ball and chain. It's just sort of looming over the looming over the tavern, and I, I guess it's probably Mr. Tenardier. Mm. He's an old cart. <laughs> 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 I guess I, I can I can complete the picture a bit more with um, 
So there's this this big section of chain hanging off, um, which is is hanging quite close to the ground, and um, sitting on it on as if it were a swing, are uh, two young girls who uh, one is two and a half and the other is just eighteen months, and um, they're swinging on the chain and then sat further back on the step of the pub is um, their mum who's sort of pulling the swing with like a rope and they're all giggling and laughing and it's it's it, it's a it's a really sweet um image um you know they're they were like roses on a scrap heap their eyes bright their cheeks round with laughter and then it talks about you know above and around the this picture of happiness loomed the piece of monstrous the piece of monstrous mud-coated wreckage its uncouth twisted shape trist causing it to resemble the mouth of a cavern is it one of those things which is like you know in um the fields after war a poppy will grow and mm. stuff like that or like mm. those things yeah. which are like um even weeds grow through cement and stuff like yeah the looming thing of the the um the tavern being the Waterloo, mm. but then even pretty roses will yeah. flourish. Yeah, the I think the thing that I sort of feel about it is that it's because it's there is this big ugly thing that's blocking that's blocking the road. It's it's covered in chains and like the um it, you know it talks about it might have been used to secure a criminal Goliath. Um, Homer might have associated it with Polyphemus, Shakespeare with Caliban. Um, I've heard of these writers, says Victor <laughs> I wonder whether it is there to represent uh, Mr. Tenardier as some someone who is there as an obstruction, as someone who's there to like to to block the the movements mm. of lots lots of the things that happen. Um, something that people have to try, or not necessarily exactly him, but the the sort of person that he represents something that people need to try to move around need to try and thrive despite mm. um that was sort of was even though like he's sort of looming looming over them as it were i was trying to think of other casts mm. oh, no, like yeah, other yeah, cuts yeah. in the novel because obviously you have the cut later when that's very soon after very okay. soon after so when Jean Valjean is Mayor Madeleine and he like frees Fauchelevent who's mm. trapped under and then I think there is a cart at the barricade but then yeah. that wouldn't support the Tenardier thing mm. because then it's like it, instead of someone who's actively mm, becoming a roadblock mm. for bad reasons mm. that would yeah. imply that Tenardier it's was a, a good mm. thing Interesting. in my bullshit essay I would write Represent well this particular cart. I guess I don't know enough about the other carts yet. Mm. The expression on your face was like that. Sure is something I just said. <laughs> um, represent either just like France in general, or like the old way, like the way the economy's going. Like if mm. it was a lumber cart for yeah. like commerce mm. and mm. Uh, mm. was used. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not economy. Um, Industrialization, mm. yeah. which we know was yeah, like yeah. going on. And that's very the vibe of the cart as well. And that that's blocking the road mm. for the and is going to be a thing for these two girls. Like, well, mm. yeah, yeah, for Cosette, yeah, yeah. if it is, it's, I'm assuming it's, it's not Cosette. No, oh. it's Eponine and Azelma. Okay. The but, well, I was right about Eponine, but yeah, 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 yeah. For it is definitely it stands what you're saying. Yeah, for those no, two as well. Yeah. 
And I could pad that out for another thousand words if I was writing <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that definitely stands, actually, like the idea of the cart as social movement. Mm. Um, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, 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 um. So at the minute, as of the last few t- um, chapters that we were talking about, there's a stagnation in the society, right? Every, mm. People are starting to mm. hark back to the mm-hmm. roots yeah, in aristocracy and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. We're Can you imagine something thing. like that happening? <coughs> Neo-Nazis. Wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. We also talk about current affairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant to the, nin- yeah. 20, the 20 19th century, <laughs> the one we're living in. Um, uh, basically. Yeah, so so it could be it's at the minute the the, the social movement, the um, society yeah. is not moving forward it will be sitting until it molders until something else happens and then we see the next cart is literally lifted up by mm. um by Didi. jean valjean mm. who's not jean valjean at that time but it's mm. literally a a cart that was crashed oh yeah <laughs> it, was, it was literally a cart that was crushing the people he sacrificed himself yeah. put himself in massive danger to lift the cart up to yeah. free the people, yeah, yeah nice. And then, yeah. the, then yeah, there's yeah, the one yeah. in the barricades, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which, which is yeah, it's about social movement. Carts, carts represent social movement. Ha ha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Five lines all round. <laughs> oh no, that was terrible. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, I'm historically bad and hate high fiving because I know I'm bad at them. Did you, have you seen the thing about the look elbow. at the elbow? Yeah, but you we're doing two people. No, that's that's that one. <laughs> okay, look at the elbow. Yeah, not bad. That was better. That was better. better. Yeah. Wow, we did it, guys. Where's our fucking PhD? Okay. Wow. No more podcasts. We did it. So flame is. We've never actually gone in depth like that on one thing. That I think hard. we have on like a couple of yeah. things we've hacked. But I had before. had in my head that that thing I was the episode I did like yeah. on the troubles yeah. as well of the like. So not that far back from this point in the book in the France timeline where like they were trying to mix things up in the economy and then ended up just going straight back to how it was basically did you call it the trouble the troubles, troubles. not the troubles fuck was i was, <laughs> the ah, terror, the right? terror. <laughs> yeah the trouble, you said the troubles and i was like oh yeah sorry the, the what <laughs> i was just like oh yeah the troubles <laughs> another thing what with are the troubles tea? actually another bad thing the things, troubles was Ireland, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, i apologize no no i'm, I'm, good, I'm, just, I'm glad that i caught good it yeah. yeah good catch a bad thing where the tea happened. Yeah. It was Not the terrible. Tea party. <laughs> yeah, another one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yes. Nice. So there's the context for the point we've made in this essay that we're getting at. Hell yeah, I'm going to take all the credit. <laughs> yeah. I want to be cited and CV also yeah. deserves to be cited. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm also going to cut this out so I don't go down for plagiarism. <laughs> well, if you're in it. No, no, no. Isn't cutting yeah. out me saying I'm going to steal oh, this. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. We gift it to you. Yeah, you get the you you have permission to to actually use it. Where Verbal contract. It stands yeah. up in court. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? I've genuinely like I've been sitting on this cart. All day. We cracked it so good. I'm really, pr- I'm really proud of us. Good job. We really got it. these yeah. wheels on this car. Yeah. <laughs> I was really so worried. When you said that, I was like, I have no fucking clue. Okay, so what happens next? It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even matter. Yeah. I don't care. I literally, that's all I wanted to do. It's in the first page. <laughs> literally, like, that's all I wanted to achieve. We've solved all of Bread and Barricades. We should be renamed Bread and Barricades on our behalf. In honour of us. Yeah. 
also, I really want to hear what you guys think. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you yeah. think the cart means something else, fuck you. Yeah. I want to hear it, and I want to fight you because it's about social media. <laughs> like, but genuinely, I want to hear your takes on what the big cart means. I like, I really want that. When Grace was talking, when Grace addressed the audience, they turned into the microphone <laughs> and looked into the microphone. I want to hear what you have to say. But also, I do that every time I address the audience. It's one of my fascinating idiosyncrasies. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah, so there's this this uh, this woman, the mother, a woman of no very attractive appearance, but likable at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who, yeah, she's she's swinging them. There's ah, oh, I quite like. I don't like much about this chapter, um, this this part of the book. But I do. The, there are some little phrases which I really enjoy. Um, while at the same time she kept an eye on them with that p- protective watchfulness, half animal, half angelic, which is a quality of motherhood. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to say. This is Grace on writing. <laughs> um, with every mo- movement, the rusty links emitted a screech like a cry of protest, because it's about social movement. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's swinging the kids, and um, she's singing a, like... Um, what's described as a popular sentimental ditty, so like a pop song, I guess. <laughs> the equivalent now. Yeah. She, she, yeah, Poppy songy. Yeah, she's singing like Carly Rae Jepsen or, yeah. or something. Like, Cart Day, Cart Day. Cart Day Jepsen, yeah. Oh, I was singing Friday, but thank you. For... Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, great. No, no, I get it. <laughs> that wasn't for After Carly I explained it to you. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Was Hold it not on. Carly Rae Jepsen. No, no, that was um, Rebecca Black. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm down with pop culture. Mm. Did Jepsen do that? She did the 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 fun one, um, the the number one. Um, hey, I just met you. Oh, oh yeah. the gay one. Yeah, and also, um, uh, it's always a good time. I honestly it. thought that they were the same person mm, no. until right now. No. Oh no. no, no, no. <laughs> No, okay. Rebecca Black was, was, was like, is, I think, like someone with a, a rich Brand parent teenager, right? who yeah. was like, ooh, let's make a music video. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah. Great, thank you. Well, Sorry. great. Yeah. yeah, we've got one page in. <laughs> so, um, as, as she's singing a popular sentimental ditty, I hate this translation of this book that I have. Like, I feel like that's just, okay. Suddenly a voice speaks up from behind them. You have two very pretty children, madame. And um, who could it be? I just, I just don't know. Um, she has a child in her arms. She's carrying a very large traveling bag, which looks very heavy. The child is, is absolutely beautiful. Is 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 dressed in silk and 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 trimmed in lace and has beautiful blue eyes and um, looks very healthy. And the um, mother. Uh, lesser. She's described as a town worker reverting to her peasant state, which is, you know, what she is, I guess. And we get a very dis- different description of her, where she was young and perhaps pretty, but the clothes she was wearing did not allow for this to appear. Um, you get some interesting references to the features which we keep coming back to with Fontaine, which is a single lock of her seemingly abundant fair hair had escaped from beneath the tight plain cap that she wore tied beneath her chin. A smile might have shown that she had fine teeth, but she did not smile. She looked indeed as though she were a long time since she had been dry-eyed. 
and you know goes on to talk about her plain um, rough material of her dress and the, she's covered with a shawl her hands are rough and freckled um, it was Fontaine you spoiled it <laughs> no 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 that no that was that's in the text. That was when we hear it was fine. No, but like yeah. two seconds ago, you said. Yeah, I it. yeah. We have so we have our first big Victor Hugo reveal for Fontaine, which is mm. quite fun. So yeah, we get a very different presentation of what we've expected, considering we've there's not been. This is immediately after we've had the surprise. And that's mm. It was Fontaine, but scarcely to be recognised. Yeah, then it goes on from because Victor Hugo can't leave anything implied. <laughs> it goes from it goes on to say that the airy gar- garments, the gauzes and muslins, the gaiety and music have all sp- vanished. And it's like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> context clue. You I think just we got said that. that. <laughs> yeah, it's because he just he can't leave anything implied. It's <laughs> got to be just hammered into the ground. Um, ten months had elapsed since the merry prank, and it is not hard to imagine what had happened in that time. And then he goes on to tell you what <laughs> after the reckoning happened. And he goes on to say that um, she, the 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 infamous girl band, had broken up, which is which no. is really sad. Um, yeah, all of, all of our girls are favorite. No yeah, the fav is gone. Zafine is gone. Dahlia is gone. And there's this like bullshit thing with it which he says which is the bond broken by the men had been cast aside by the woman and they would have been surprised a fortnight later had anyone told them that reminded them they had once been friend friends since now this friendship had des- served no purpose it's just like oh, okay that sucks yeah, that's, that's just not how bad. that works yeah. <laughs> yeah. they'd be rallying around each other yeah exactly it's, it's some bullshit Victor Hugo never met a woman ever. Never once, yeah, never once. An interesting line because I was reading this, trying to remember what you said before, Nima, about that you thought Fontaine was a courtesan. Mm. And I remember because where we had been reading the text about her before, and there was not really anything there that suggests that because mm. we get a very like while they're together having fun, mm-hmm. not you don't get much of the sort mm. of the background. There's an interesting line because it doesn't like it doesn't very heavily I would say imply that from my own my own reading of it but there is an interesting line which is being abandoned by the father of her child and such partings alas are irrevocable she was thrown entirely on her own resources having lost the habit of work and gained an aptitude for pleasure and it goes on to talk about the time that she spent with Ptolemies and that's the thing that sort of makes me that sort of implies that she might have been going to social gatherings with him, might have mm. been, you know, on his arm, as it were, mm. at events and things. Say uh, in the letter that they had spent two years mm. together, mm. which mm. implies to me that it wasn't just, just like sometimes just, they met in the park. Yeah, yeah. The, she was at least a, like a mistress. Yeah, which is like in the way that they refer used mistress. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because you would get a little, even if you were Fontaine, innocent of innocence, you would get mm. a bit like suspicious. If you've been with someone for two years, and well, you only saw him in your bedroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. I meant to look into that further after I did that episode on, <laughs> yeah. on all this stuff. Um, yeah, I think she because it was just him she was seeing, as far as we know. Mm, yeah. Um, Explicitly, I think it was yeah, yeah. that she was very ex- inexperienced. Mm. That I want to say more mistress than courtesan because yeah, I think there's a certain social mobility, yeah. uh, which I guess she did a little bit, but like also like 
setting fashions and trends mm. and like mm-hmm. I think it was like that step above like mistress is like she's got this thing with this guy and mm-hmm. then courtesan's like almost like a job mm. like yeah. this role and persona mm. but I will have to confirm yeah mm. I-, I think I like the thought of her like the thought not like the thought but of her taking yeah or like, like yeah or like carrying on like if Ptolemy's hadn't been an absolute dick or mm. had been and Fontaine had ridden through that mm. not saying that she should have or anything mm. like that but that after this her ability could have been I'm thinking about it like Pokemon like she evolves <laughs> from mistress to yeah. courtesan yeah. kind of thing mm. in in that I think maybe favorite and Zephine yeah et I could see them would be attempting to do mm. or not attempting but like mm. I guess if like we were saying they got loads of money and they didn't have to yeah mm. like that would be a great, great again in scare yeah, quotes yeah, yeah. A, a way of like getting a shit ton of money yeah. and oh, fame yeah, 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 and being yeah, like definitely. a great person yeah, in yeah. society. Mm. That that would be a, a nice alternate ending mm. for yeah. Fontaine. I would read girls. the fuck out of that fan fiction yeah. where where Fontaine takes this and then and then like moves into that role in society. I would say maybe the difference between that we're sort of looking for between a mistress and a courtesan is. Uh, an aspect of formality something that's mm. been like yeah i think there's a certain amount of being in the like social spotlight as mm. well like mm. probably consent as well not consent but the autonomy yes, yes. to autonomy. be in the role yeah. that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that is. was the word yeah. 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 yeah yeah so she it's still again it's re-established that she can't read and she could, that she can't write so she has tried to contact Ptolemy. she sent him three letters and not mm. had so she's paid someone to write letters for, write three letters for her, and hasn't got anything back from him. What was she to do now? Where was she to turn? She had done wrong, but she was essentially modest and virtuous. <laughs> <laughs> Perceiving the depth of degradation that had threatened her, she had the fortitude to resist it. So she goes, she is aiming to go back to Montreuil-sur-Mer, which is where she actually comes from, and, um, but she's worried that by having the child with her, People will know that she has been in an illegitimate relationship and then has, you know, been sleeping around, as it were. So the first thing that she does is um, she sold all of her belongings to um, make some money, which is why she's wearing, you know, the very, very plain clothes. But she saves um, all of her all of her money and, and all of the silks and laces for, for her daughter who was described as her one remaining vanity and one which she held sacred. And she leaves Paris to, to go to Montreuil-sur-Mer. Um, <clears throat> interesting. We shall have no further occasion to mention Monsieur Félix Ptolemy's. It will be enough to say that 20, 20 years later, under King Louis-Philippe, he had become influential, rich and, port- uh, and portly provincial attorney. A prudent voter and stern magistrate, but always a man of pleasure. I think I remember reading that. Mm. More than I remember the letter, because I don't mm. think I re- remember the letter, but I, re- I remember reading that and being like, this cop-out, I hate it so much, because it's the second... way? Um, well, not cop-out, but I guess it, this is the second time, I think, where Victor Hugo has done the, and we will never talk about this person again, the first time being about... Um, uh, 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 Jean, Jean, and the kids. Uh huh. Um, where Jean being um, Jean Valjean's sister, sister. Mm. and 
where yeah Hugo will be like and that's, that's it. it don't even think about them mm-hmm. anymore which is I guess a kind of weird way it, it's weird in the um you know the trope of when a character dies mm. in TV and mm. you don't actually see their body and then you're like nah <laughs> didn't see their body so they're not actually yeah. dead because mm. then they'll come back three episodes later and you're like yeah didn't mm. see the body mm. um, I guess this is a weird way of knowing when Hugo is going to bring someone back because like you don't see that like if you don't get the and that's the last we'll ever talk about them it's like oh so mm. he's coming back then mm. <laughs> that's true that's true but then, but then it's even more frustrating when things like Ptolemy's don't... People like... Which I guess is social commentary. It's frustrating that you don't get anything more than a and 20 years later he died happy or mm, whatever. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh yeah, there's no repercussions. Mm. Nothing that... But yeah. I think that's what, that's what yeah. the point is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But it's so annoying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like J.K. Rowling, like... Here's the end of their life tied up in a little bow. Do not ask me further questions. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, like, you can't even pretend to yourself that something further yeah. happened to the little bear. Yeah. They're just like, and that's that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's something. Like, he doesn't even leave it open to interpretation. Yeah. You can't even hope that then he had ruin. Yeah. He's like, yeah, just exactly. so you know, he didn't. Yeah. But then I think... That is too I, 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 I hate it, but that's that's what the point of this is. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that then Fontaine, spoiler, will like die of what's happened to her and that mm. he has yeah. gone on yeah. and been fine and like the book is first and foremost I would say a social commentary yeah yeah, yeah. which is, so I think I I, yeah, I hate you yeah, but yeah. I think mm. it I think it works as right. I was saying it I was like yeah it yeah. makes sense yeah. But, yeah. but I hate it yeah. <laughs> I think we should but it is worth also keeping an eye on this because he said he did yeah. this with Jean that mm. if in this instance you're like it is a social commentary so you were right to do this mm. but then it's when it's Victor Hugo, you're like, but is this also just a pattern where, like, sometimes you're like, eh, and then other times you're like, yeah. this is just how you write. Mm. <laughs> That's the thing, is, like, how much is being useful to the story and then how much is lazy writing because <laughs> there's no way that um, the way that Jean, like, the, what happened to Jean is, doesn't haunt Jean Valjean later on. Mm. There's no way that that hasn't stayed with with mm. him and there's no way that what happened with Ptolemy's doesn't haunt Fontaine mm. so ending it like this is kind of like a finality or like okay you can feel that these yeah. characters now make room in your head for more names yeah but that's the thing it's like it does feel a little bit lazy because not in the way that this is what happens to them but in the we will not talk about them anymore because it will affect those characters and I think it probably would have been more interesting to have those characters comment on that to, mm. to have it have mm. that sort of some of that thought process interestingly like these are characters who are going someplace where the, where the protagonists can't reach them anymore yeah. so this happens with Jean and Jean Valjean never finds out what's mm. happened uh, it, it literally says Jean Valjean never finds out what happens to her mm. with this one Fontaine sends his letters and then never finds out what yeah. happens to Ptolemy's yeah the only other one I can remember is um, Thenardier at the end mm. and it's Marius can never find out what happens uh-huh. to him. Mm. So I guess it is that kind of like, Ghosts. I'm not going to tell you what actually happens in their lives because the characters that you're getting this perspective mm. of them from, though I guess you are getting a lot of stuff yeah, that the characters yeah, wouldn't have in the, the first thing. place. We get, we get a lot of prequel anyway. But. Yeah, we get, we get the omniscient narrator stuff, but yeah. what I think we're missing is the the way that them not knowing about it affects the character. 
Mm. Because he says, we do not, now we're not going to talk about that, mm. that person anymore. Mm. But there's no way that that person, that the person that we're talking about, that Jean Valjean, that Fontaine, mm. goes, well, now I'm not going to think about them anymore. Like, yeah, if they, yeah. they're still carrying them with them, even though Jean, uh, Victor Hugo was gone. That's it for them. <laughs> they mm. served their purpose. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying mm. to remember if Jean mentions his sister and the kids again. But I can only think about fan fiction. So, <laughs> I, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll yeah. keep track of that. If it is yeah. like a, there's no more mention of yeah. him ever again, or if yeah. it's, he still remembers them, but we don't get any new information about them. Yeah. We're being so contemplative. <laughs> contemplative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. contemplative, I would say. Yeah. We're thinking real hard about things yeah. more than normal. Yeah. This can just be a really good chapter where we sh- sure get to the... Beating heart of the, yeah. <laughs> of the chapter. So chapter yeah. one ending. That cart. <laughs> that cart, right? Shit. This has been carts and carriages. This is carts and carriages. A cart, 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 cart. Mother carters. I've got a fast cart. <laughs> I want a ticket to anywhere. <laughs> so I, Nima Martin, am going away for two months. So the regularity of episodes might falter a little bit. Been so used to how regular this podcast is. <laughs> I know, for the last like three months. Yeah, so because of that, we kind of overrun in this recording. So if you're hearing this, that means that I've split this episode into two parts and you're gonna get the this one episode in two parts over a month. So sorry about that. Or also, it's good stuff. It's good stuff, so look forward to it. <laughs> um, this has been Brad and Barricade's Lamus Podcast. It's produced by me, Nima Martin, and Julian Yap. Audio director is Jade, who you can find at JD Wasabi on Twitter or on her website, wasabi-playground.com. Um, if you have any comments, questions, or quibbles, you can send us an email, lamespodcast, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Tumblr at Bread and Barricades, or on Twitter at Lamo's Podcast. If you like this episode and you would like to give us financial compensation, <laughs> um, we have a Kofi. Or if you'd like to chat with us, we have a Discord, both linked in the show notes. Please talk to us about the car. I want to hear. I genuinely oh, yeah, I want to hear yeah. what you think about the car. And yeah, thanks for listening. for part two. <laughs>